0: So um, what do you want to, like, um, dive into here? I mean, basketball is pretty much out of the picture. I mean, the playoffs are still going on. Um, Nets are obviously out. Knicks have been out. I don't think basketball is really that important right now. I heard some sort of internal discussions from Ian Begley saying that, that the Lakers could be looking to trade for, trade for, um, uh, for um, Kyrie Irving. And I'm sitting there going like, uh, OK, but who's who, who's coming back in this in this in this proposed deal that that they're thinking about doing? Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, oh, my goodness. And how are they going to fit that contract onto their books? They're already paying LeBron a ton of money and they're paying Anthony Davis. So where's this money fitting into? They're have to cut a lot of people.
1: I have no idea, man.
0: And they're already talking about Carmelo already joining Brooklyn next year, which is, you know, like that that was a that's been something that's been teased about and in the works for my goodness, like 10 years now.
1: If Melo joins Brooklyn, that's the end of me showing any praise to him on the show. And that ruins his whole Knicks legacy being a Knicks fan for me. Him joining the Nets. Man. Yeah. Well,
0: he's at. Well, don't forget, man. He's at the stage of his career where he just wants to win. He wants to win, and he's like, he's a bench guy. He doesn't start. No. This isn't. This isn't 2012. Like, so, I just think that his ties to Brooklyn have gone way, way back. You know, way back. And I think that the Nets, what, what could have been with the Nets really forced the Knicks hand all those years ago to make that big trade to bring him over to the New York Knicks. So, yeah, it, it definitely would be a long time coming, but it, it would make sense. You know, his name has always been tied to to the um, um, uh, net franchise for a while now. But that's bas- that, That's really the only things I've heard about basketball. But, but with the locals, you know, Kyrie being talked about for the Lakers and Mello, you know, they're already talking about him going to Brooklyn. So that's the end of that. And we could put, put a nice bow tie on basketball this year. It was a complete freaking disgrace, absolute <laughs> disappointment. So I was just thinking nonsense.
1: because I saw Jason Kidd last night when he was coaching the Mavericks. And I was just thinking because of the conversations that we had last episode about Jason Kidd when he was the coach of the Nets, just how much of a difference he really is making in this league. And if the Nets had him, I bet you they wouldn't have no, one and done I, I in the I first year. this
0: dude, Jason Kidd is not a bad coach. He just, he just has this really sick ego that he feels that like he could just run. He just run things. But he's under, but he is under the, he's under the shadow of of Mark Cuban, who probably has a bigger ego than than Jason Kidd. So he's getting kept in check. You think Mikhail Prokhorov w- w- was keeping Jason Kidd down? Jason Kidd was the was the Derek Jeter of the Nets franchise, like it. Two very different situations. He wasn't a bad coach, man. No. So I'm not surprised that he has brought some success. He has brought success to Dallas, and of course, when you have Luka Donkic, like, you know, how are you not going to be winning games, especially playoff games? But let's um, uh, want to um, I, I I know you wanted to talk the draft. Hold on. Wait a second. Yeah. I keep
1: talking about that. Yeah. We're just going to be covering here the draft, the Jets and Giants picks and some other picks. And we'll be going through that. We're going to be talking probably some baseball, the Yankees and the Mets. The Mets having a great ninth inning the other night against the Phillies in which they scored all those runs to come back and win the game eight to seven, which was insane because the day before when they lost to the Braves nine to two. It was just unbelievable. I turned off the game once I saw that it was 7-2. I think it was top of the and I saw this score, and I said the Mets aren't coming back from that, and I turned on the Ranger game. The Rangers did win their first game of their first series against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and it's it's looking great for them right there if they can come back and get this win tonight and take the lead in the series over the, the, the first playoff series that they have here in round one against the Penguins, and we have some winners here in New York. When, we We need one. So we'll be we'll be counting down to that and then and much more, probably throwing in some extra talk, but that's probably it for today's episode. But we're, we're just getting started here and we're just taking over for Tony. I know Tony is gonna to be coming back here. He had to get up for a second and we'll be rolling here. But you know, I think right now with with the Jets, with the Jets draft. It looks like they're moving in the right direction as well as the Giants because they, they got two picks that fell in their lap with Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau, there were some issues there with the off-field things that I really was hey, intrigued man. about. And it was, Did you hear me outside? Over. No, I didn't.
0: Perfect. That's perfect. So you're, I heard I uh, was walking in you talked about Kayvon Thibodeau. So I guess you're starting with the Giants picks?
1: Yeah, I, I wanted to start with the either, either or, but we might as well start with the Giants picks because – I mean, we we tend to do Jets first, but let's start off with the Giants' picks and just how they they got Kayvon Thibodeau. And I think what was just a home run home run pick was Evan Neal because Kayvon Thibodeau, I have some concerns with his off the field issues. Because of yeah, just- I want to
0: talk about Kayvon Thibodeau too, man. And um, but if you want to start off with Evan Neal, that's good. Evan Neal was the uh, he, he he was picked seventh overall from Alabama. I love Evan Neal. I was saying I was. I was bringing up Evan Neal's name for for weeks before the draft. This Whoa. guy is a, this guy is a as an absolute machine, and if you could get consistent play from Andrew Thomas on the left side, and then you could slot Evan Neal over to right tackle. Now you're really talking about a wall to protect Daniel Jones and to and to create holes for Saquon Barkley here, because. It, it's been one of the biggest Achilles heels this giant franchise has had ever since the last time they won the Super Bowl in 2011. Like, they simply could not figure out a cohesive offensive line. Eric Flowers. Yeah, And then Eric Pitts. Really, that's really the first name you think of, right? Mm-hmm. And, and dude, and Eric Flowers was picked top 10 overall. He and, was. He, and he was probably one of the biggest busts that, that that the Giants have ever picked in any draft in their in in, in the history of their franchise.
1: Big time bust. Fans hated but, him.
0: But, but I love Evan Neal. He is a home run pick. See the size of him. It's really important, dude. Like it's important to not only stabilize that left side, but also that right side too. You you, you can't have one side be be fragile. You can't, yeah. especially for. I mean, I mean, Daniel Jones can he can scramble, but he's not like a Russell Wilson scrambler. Like he's kind of awkward on his feet. He can run, but he's it's a little awkward when he's going left. Uh, when he's going left to right. So you don't want to have him like you don't want to have him scrambling. If that's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Fortify, fortify that right side and make it so he has enough time to, to throw to Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepherd, you know, uh Darius Slayton, all these all these receivers that he has. And hopefully now that we have a much better offensive line personnel wise, Brian Dable can now build a playbook that could help the giants. <laughs> big, big thing here, dude, score over 20 points a game. Like I would love that to happen. Let's this is Daniel Jones's breaker
1: break year break too.
0: Yeah, that's, could not agree more, man. Let's score more, uh, let's score more than 20 points in, in in consecutive games. Can that happen?
1: You never and,
0: know. And drafting Evan Neal seventh overall is a big step towards that happening. But I heard you mention Thibodeau. He was picked before Evan Neal. He was picked fifth overall from Oregon. Um I'd say the major consensus is that is that this is another slam dunk pick. I love the pick, but I do have one little 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 like nagging feeling in the back of my head and about this guy. That? It's probably the same thing that you're thinking. The the out uh, the outlandish like attitude that he exudes is that going to translate well i don't know because that's why i didn't want him because if he's a rookie and he only gets like two sacks in his rookie year like yeah you could say "Oh, oh well he's a rookie but like wait a second like we drafted this guy to apply pressure. If he's not applying pressure in his, in his first year, a semblance of pressure, that's not good. And okay. if he continues to be like this, like this, like this larger than life cartoon character, it's really not going to look well, especially in the, in the city that, that he plays in. You can't do that here. No. That's it. A- That's what scares me. It's will his attitude, will his, will his way of going about things affect his performance on the field? Because we saw with Odell, although Odell Beckham Jr. I will say that one handed catch against Dallas. I think that was where the over the top stuff came from because it, it um sort of gave him the entitlement to be like that because oh I'm a huge star now I made that I made that that um uh, sensational catch on on the Sunday Night Football like <clears throat> that's what scares me with Kayvon. is he gonna have is he going to have that Odell attitude yeah that Odell attitude and pretty much drive him out of here. Odell was traded. He wasn't like a free agent and like chose to go somewhere else. Like the, the GM traded him to Cleveland. Like I, and I get that there's a difference between how you look at offensive playmakers and, and defensive guys, but pass rushers are big time people of note on a football team. It's not like, it's not like a safety. That's why, that's why, that's why Jamal Adams is such, is is such a fool. He's a safety, not even a corner. He's not, he, he, he's not, he's not an edge rusher. He's not a freaking outside linebacker that, that 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 tears apart quarterbacks he's a safety so all the antics that he pulled with the jets is just just complete nonsense but when you have a when you have a full legitimate pass rusher a a defensive end they have a lot more spotlight put on them they just do they do they're not they're not in the same league as quarterbacks, but they're probably I say they're probably right below them. There's quarterbacks, there's number one receivers, there's tight ends, and then there's pass rushers. And then after that, you could say star. you could say star cornerbacks like like um, like um, um, J- Jalen Ramsey, like Jalen Ramsey is a star, but he's a, but he's a cornerback. Like yep, I just worry, dude. That's that. That's the one. That's the one thing. The one thing that 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 worries me with with, with on, But if he comes in into training camp and he's and and he is just outperforming expectations. If he comes into into the rookie year and he is just slaying quarterbacks, getting around, getting around, uh, getting around, uh. Um, right guards and just like just <laughs> keeping that keeping that keeping that that quarterback on, on his toes. That's that's all I could ask for.
1: Like I said, I hope he pans out, and if his attitude doesn't cause any concerns, and if he shapes up in that area, the Giants got a steal right there because he did fall to five, and then in the early mock drafts, if you can remember he was depicted to go even one over hutchinson at one point
0: that like at one point yes he he was the consensus number 1 pick at one time but he gets picked at 5 i'm looking down at the other giants picks you know these are like they picked a uh uh wide receiver out of kentucky with with with, with the 43rd overall pick um wandell robinson they had one second round pick in the third round, they had they had two picks, and they took they took a guard from North from North Carolina, and they took um, I think he's a corner Cordell Flott out of um, LSU. In the fourth round, they had two picks. They took uh, a a much needed tight end in Daniel Bellinger from San Diego State. And then they took safety Dane Belton from Iowa. Then you had, got and an inside had,
1: linebacker in Indiana, Micah McFadden. That's
0: right. Micah McFadden with the 146 overall pick. They had three fifth-round picks, thank you, to the New York Jets and the Lauren Williams trade. Um, they took DJ Davidson, defensive tackle from Arizona State, and then they took a guard from North Carolina, Marcus McKethan. And then their final pick in round six, one eighty-two overall, Darian Beavers, linebacker from Cincinnati. Um, I'd say it was a very successful draft for the Giants. You can maybe say that they could have drafted a linebacker with the with the um, uh, second round pick. Um, I don't know, like people people weren't that enthused with getting um, Wandell uh, Robinson from Kentucky, Mm -hmm. probably because they look at the amount of receivers that we have, but they sort of compared him to another Kadarius Tony, which I would, which I could see, you know, he's a small, he's a small receiver dude. He's only five foot eight. So that's where you'll get your Tony, um, Comparisons, but I think overall amazing draft for the Giants amazing first draft for Joe Shane and um, I want fans to really Tamper their expectations of tamper their excitement a little bit. I think that people were so traumatized by
1: Gettleman Dave
0: Gettleman that they look at Joe Shane and, and 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 they think he's like like a savior. <clears throat> we don't know what Joe Shane will bring to the Giants as a GM in the years to come, but this draft will start the start the wheels in motion here into how his Giants legacy will be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If Kayvon Thibodeau comes in here and he's and he's and he's. Khalil Mack then you got then you got yourself a pretty nice general manager who knows what he's doing and if the Giants can build an offensive line like they had in like they have in Dallas then then again then you're just hitting two for two but I want to look at the Jets picks because that's was also yep. a masterclass, in my opinion, by Mr. Joe Douglas, who you have completely destroyed on this show so many times. And I think that, look, I think that you could be good at drafting and, and bad at free agency and trades. And that's the that case Joe with
1: Doug- Douglas. You know, I, 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 I don't think he makes the gutsy trades and he makes the I, decent free agent signings, but the drafts, uh, he just steps up at the plate like Barry Bonds.
0: Like I think that. Well, no, I think Joe Douglas makes 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 very good trades. He fleeces teams like that. Jamal Adams trade w- was a fleece.
1: A total fleece.
0: So, like, but, but after, but after the Jamal Adams trade, like, what other trade has he done where where, where he's fleeced the team? Is there anything else?
1: The, the Darnold trade. I mean, we got a couple picks from the Panthers because of that trade.
0: Yeah, and then the Panthers. I mean, both I mean, well, the Panthers are actually sticking with Darnold now because they, they, didn't, draft, they, they, they didn't draft the quarterback in the first no. round. And, and
1: you know what, man? I think that was the surprise of the draft for me because when their pick came up at six and they took Ike McWangnu, I was like, they're sticking with Darnold. <laughs> I started laughing because I wanted Darnold out of here. And you know what man the the whole Baker Mayfield situation going on right now with Cleveland it's a shame because he really isn't that bad of a quarterback as people are really making him out to be. This is a guy who brought back Cleveland from the abyss because they were literally like a ghost from the abyss. It brought him to the playoffs. he had one bad year last year. We get there I get, there were some obvious issues there with him not throwing Odell Beckham. I really don't know what that situation was about. But he played hurt last year. He had a hurt shoulder last year. He played on that. And then all of a sudden, he's a terrible quarterback. You know what, man? I would take Baker Mayfield in a heartbeat over Sam Darnold. I don't get how this league employs Darnold and praises him when he's done absolutely nothing. Never took the Jets to a playoffs. He didn't even sniff the playoffs with him. He didn't even take Carolina to the playoffs. He stinks. But Mayfield actually brought his team to the playoffs. He's a decent quarterback, in my opinion. Like I said, he played injured last year, so the numbers show itself. Yo,
0: dude, I mean, you've always been a Baker guy ever since he was drafted. <laughs> Oklahoma, know?
1: since Oklahoma Sooners, because I wanted him. I wanted him on the Jets. I never wanted Darnold. You know that? Because remember, we're back in the days when we were doing college radio. I was saying that on on, on the shows. I said, "Why are we going to get Darnold?" When Darnold was drafted. I got heated. I slammed my dorm room door when that happened. I was so heated when we drafted Darnold. wasn't happy. Probably one of the worst picks that I ever witnessed live. Mm-hmm. And I was a great predictor with that one.
0: And you're right. Well, don't mind. well, don't forget that he was a, he was a product of bad coaching, and he didn't have any any sort of help that ever was going to come his way
1: no but also but I'm going off my assessment in college because everyone looks at his Rose Bowl game this is a guy who fumbled a lot in college He had a lot of turnovers interceptions I did not want him and we already had a USC product which was Mark Sanchez yeah and, and, and because of the Jets that didn't pan out I really believe that was the Jets fault because they brought in Idzik it changed up his whole system you had Tebow in there to mess with his head and he was never right again if if they did right by Sanchez and worked with him and kept what they had going, I guarantee you franchise it's just, Mark Sanchez would have been the franchise quarterback of the Jets. I guarantee it
0: yeah I mean, well, again, it all just comes back to coaching. yeah, yep. it all comes back to coaching and <clears throat> you you talk about Baker and how Cleveland sort of like sort of like screwed him over. I somewhat like agree with you in a way because, dude, Deshaun Watson is not off the hook yet. No. I mean, I mean, like criminally, I think, well, he was he was acquitted, right?
1: He was. He wasn't brought up. He wasn't indicted on any charges. But you never know. That could change in a heartbeat.
0: That could change in a heartbeat. And the guy is still probably going to be suspended by the league. And that's going to probably be close to four to six games, probably. Mm -hmm. So the Browns just just completely shot themselves in the foot for the first part of the year. You could have had Baker Mayfield healthy, his shoulders healed up, like... And now you're in, in a situation where, you know, you could have, like... I mean I mean you're not going to beat the Bengals I mean, the, the, the Bengals are going to be winning this division for a long time fighting with Baltimore if freaking uh, Lamar Jackson could you know get back to where he was and Pittsburgh Pittsburgh is taking a step back because Ben's gone um,
1: can he pick it he's got the, the smallest hands but on the lead. they're always
0: good yeah, can he pick it dude but the P- Pittsburgh is always good you have damned your franchise again. I don't, I don't know what we're getting with Deshaun Watson. Why are you cutting off? Why are you, like, cutting off the one guy that brought your team to the playoffs, to the to the divisional round of the playoffs? A game where you had, you had Patrick Mahomes out of the game, hurt, and you couldn't beat Chad Henne chad henny was yours to destroy and you let chad henny run right all over you
1: that's not baker's well, fault
0: it's not that that was all the defense yep you you were right there you let odell beckham jr go you have isolated you have isolated jarvis landry like it I really thought that Cleveland had something. Do I really think they were just gonna have this 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 complete franchise one hundred and eighty? Now it's just it's just meth now. Because I don't know what the Sean Watson is is gonna bring to the table. He missed. We don't know. He's still a question mark. Year. He missed all of last year. Who knows what this whole trial process has done with his brain? Like his his freaking mental. Capacity, his um, emotions—does um, he still have it?
1: We haven't seen him throw one down. We haven't seen him play one play of football since everything went down.
0: Absolutely not. There's certain dude. There's certain teams that are, that are just doomed, man, I'm doomed.
1: And the fact that there's no teams wanting to pick up Baker Mayfield or trade for him or even get him when he's released is criminal, like Steve Smith. What a joke! Like him screaming, "No!" Did you see that? Oh no! <laughs> uh, uh, on on <laughs> Twitter when he oh, no. when he Steve when he Smith's when 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 because I don't know if it was during the draft, and it was a couple days ago. I saw it on, on Twitter. He he just said, "Oh well," apparently Baker Mayfield. There's rumors of Baker Mayfield coming to the Panthers, and he just took like a a, a pause, and then he just screamed, "No!" in the camera, and it's like. You're fine with Darnold? Because Darnold's freaking, he's garbage. I'm sorry. Darnold is hot garbage, man. You would rather have that as your quarterback than freaking Baker Mayfield? Man, the media has really brainwashed these players and analysts, man. They really, if, if these players are really advocating for Darnold over Mayfield, they're insane. They're insane.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's do the Jets picks here.
1: Apparently, they had the best draft, and that's what the talk of the league was. It was either them or the Ravens, but on paper, the, the Jets potentially have the best draft class here, the best Jets draft class if it pans out. I mean, Ahmad Gardner sauce who I wanted. They got Garrett Wilson. They got Jermaine Johnson by trading right back up into the first round for him. They got Brees Hall, number one running back in the class. Jeremy Rucker, who was the, number, the, 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 the second best tight end in, in the class, ranked. Then they got Max Mitchell and Michael Clemens.
0: Yes, they got an offensive tackle and Max Mitchell, and they got a defensive end in Michael Clemens. Um, wow, they had no fifth round. They had no fifth or sixth round picks.
1: No, because they that they used their picks to trade back into the first round to get Jermaine Johnson, and they traded up to get Brees Hall.
0: That's true. So. The main round of note is obviously the first round. They had yeah. three first round picks. Traded back in to, to get the third. You had Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, and Jermaine Johnson, the second. Wow. That's three main areas of need. Bop, bop. Done. Like that. Sauce Gardner is somebody that is not. That had not given up a touchdown pass in college in th- three years that he has played in college football.
1: Exactly right. He's Never the one guy touchdown.
0: that the one guy that Nick Saban was not throwing against.
1: No. He shut down Jameson Williams.
0: And it's he's just a massive upgrade, I think. I think that it's it, it's really important for for this jet team to improve their secondary.
1: Big time. I, DJ because Reed was division. was a plus, but nothing spectacular.
0: No, because the AFC East is filled with 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 top of the line receivers. Three of them being Stefan Diggs, and two of them being in well, one of them being Stefan Diggs, the other in Buffalo. The other the other two being in Miami. And Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Now, let's see a rookie, Sauce Gardner, go up against a Super Bowl winning, like, freaking cheetah in Tyreek Hill, a monster. Like, I really want to see how he does in professional football. It's it's one thing in college. It really is. The the speed, the pace of play is different, man. It's different. These these guys these guys are monsters. Right. So, like, we could all be giddy about Sauce Gardner, and I am. But I, I really just want to see him keep up. Can he do it? Can he do it? Agreed. Now Garrett Wilson's interesting because I want so he's gonna be lined up as a um, outside receiver, right? He's yep. going to be like on the other side of um, Elijah Moore. Mm-hmm. Those are two young receivers that hopefully can grow to be top flight pass catchers. Um, and it it's just another weapon here.
1: They needed because, it. They needed a number one receiver. And, and you know what? We go back to you, you know, our late, earlier episodes when I was advocating for Debo Samuel. Of course we wanted him. We want a veteran guy. But at the same time, look at the Bengals. Their number one wide receiver is Jamar Chase. And he was just drafted.
0: Mm-hmm. But he translated beautifully into, into the NFL because he had a star quarterback pass passing the ball. So, it it can Zach Wilson replicate what Joe Burrow did with his top flight receiver? Can it happen? It better. It damn better.
1: Oh, this is the year, man! Because I'm saying it right now. This is the. I'm not gonna say it's the make it or break year. This isn't Daniel Jones in his fourth year, but but I want to see progress here. Wilson, you saw it at the end of the year, but I I think he could take the leap. And it, it just better happen because now he's starting to really get some weapons. I think in the third year, man, I'm ready to make this prediction right now. And Salah's third year, Jets are going to make the playoffs. Because.
0: So you're talking about next year. Next not year. Not not year this year. year but... No.
1: I think w- w- this year is going to be progress. But because you look at it, the Jets are just filling in the holes here. Right now, if you look at the the remaining roster spots that the Jets need right now, they need they need a center. That's completely obvious because Conor McGovern, he's going to be out soon. And, and thank God they released Greg Van Rotten. <laughs> I don't know okay. if you saw that. <laughs> they released him. Uh, but it, it, an obvious need is going to be because CJ Mosley, he should be gone. I'm really not for keeping him around. This guy really hasn't played up to his expectations within that contract. Thank you to Mike McCagnin. So he'll be gone. So the two glaring needs here for the Jets are going to be a linebacker and a center. So if you fill them either with Pro Bowl talent, younger Pro Bowl talent, or if you draft them, I think you should probably draft a center or a linebacker at that point. You're just filling in the holes here. And then just add veterans that could really can put your team over the edge. I think you could see a, a playoff run in the third year of Salah's coaching career for the Jets, head coaching career, that is.
0: So then you got your... You got your third first round pick, which they traded back into the first round for. That was Jermaine Johnson, the second. I was reading about Jermaine Johnson in all these mock drafts, and they said top 10, top 10 pick this guy could be. He dropped all the way to 26. I don't know what's up. That could be alarming. <laughs> we'll we'll find out. But well, what did
1: I say to you, man, when we when they were drafting? Because I was worried at 10 they were going to take him because I said to me, he wasn't a top 10 pick. He may be like the third best defensive end in the draft, but he was no way uh, worthy of the 10th pick for the Jets. I wanted a receiver or or Kyle Hamilton. I did consider it. I know I'm crazy for that, but I, I did want a, a receiver with that pick. And mm-hmm. it didn't happen to be Garrett Wilson. Thank God it wasn't Drake London because they, they got the Falcons took that sacrifice for us. They took him off our plate because if we took London, I wouldn't have been happy.
0: So. He was only at Florida State for one year. He spent two years at um, junior college and then two nondescript years at Georgia. So his one breakout year is last year with Florida State. He had 12 sacks and 18 tackles for a loss, which both, which both led the um, ACC. He was the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. So he, he, he definitely you know opened some eyes. This this past year in college football. It's just why did he drop so so far? I don't get it. That's going to be like. That's going to be something that we're going to learn here.
1: <clears throat> it could be just because it was only one year.
0: That's probably you're, you're probably right. So. I mean. The Jets. Have. Have like a defensive end rotation right now, Carl Lawson, good old John Franklin Myers, (laughs) who gets paid and just sits back. (laughs) And now, and now Jermaine Johnson, who um, is probably going to be learning from those two guys and Carl Lawson. Here's, here's another guy too, that that's coming back from not even playing a snap last year, got hurt, got hurt in training camp. So, that's another guy to uh, look out for, but I think and Curry, but I think overall, New York football did a very good job. Like I think that a lot of it's, it's also easy to say that they were good because when you have two picks in the top 10, the first round, you're 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 bound to find success unless you're a total idiot,
1: which the Jets they've proven to be before. Because, dude,
0: I think Sauce Gardner, Sauce Gardner, was destined for them. He was destined, just like how Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal were destined for for the Giants. Garrett Wilson, same thing. Like, and they and and and, and the Jets had a choice. They could have traded that 10th pick for Debo Samuel and an established like big-time pass catcher or go with the rookie in Garrett Wilson, and they chose the rookie. So we'll see how how it plays out this season.
1: Yeah. Hopefully, it's the Jamar Chase 2.0.
0: Hopefully. But again, that'll all depend on the quarterback. It's that simple. I agree. But man, you see how bad, I mean, I know this is a, a from football, but, um, let's do a little baseball here and then we'll, um, put the kibosh on this. Um, but, but before any Yankee or Met talk, see how bad the, um, uh, the, um, uh, Cincinnati Reds are?
1: I haven't seen. Are they really like low of the low? Their the record? They're not winning any games?
0: Uh, put it to you this way. Um, this is what? May 7th?
1: May 7th. Se- I believe it is. Let me double check my phone. I don't know why. Yeah, May 7th. Yep.
0: Y'all know how many wins the Reds have?
1: How Just many guess wins? a number. Three. Just guess
0: a number. <laughs> yeah.
1: I guess you're right. <laughs> you did
0: know, you did know their record.
1: Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, I did. I did hear that they they only won like two games at one point. <laughs> so I, I just assume that they won one by now because I've been so locked in on the Mets. But wow, the Reds are really that low.
0: Three and twenty-two. They're they're playing right now. The like first pitch was like just thrown. In Cincinnati, they're playing the Pirates. <laughs> Maybe they'll win a game <laughs> against the bad Pirates. <laughs> but, dude, to start the year, the Reds were—they start off the year with a a pretty lengthy losing streak. Let me see: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They started the year with a. Eight game losing streak <clears throat> then they finally got their first one of the year on april 24th against against the cardinals they won four to one then after that they went on a <laughs> one two three four five six seven eight nine they're on a freaking wait where they're uh there's not even all the freaking... Is this really all the games? No. Nah. Let me see. I'm going on, on, on the Reds' website. Mm-hmm. This is Reds' country. It's called... This is... This disgusting country. <laughs> yeah, so let's go back to April... Opening day, they actually won, dude. They won against the Braves. Then they then they then then they lost two in a row. Then they beat the Braves. They did they, they, they a four-game, four-game set against the Braves to start the year. So you start off the year two and two. Then do, then, then, then they went on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 game losing streak, nine, eight, and 11 game losing streak. <clears throat> then they finally beat the Cardinals. So they had two of their first, two of their three wins came in one series in the opening week of the year. It is May 7th. They are currently on a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, a nine-game losing streak. Horrible. They're playing, they're playing the Pirates, dude, in a freaking double header. Can they win both games with the double header <laughs> and get their record to 4 and twenty-two? Ugh. No, two of uh, five and 22. <sighs> I feel bad for their fans. I, I mean, they're only getting like 6,000 people in, in their ballpark a game, dude. It's not a lot. Do you hear what their, um, I think it was the team president said? What did he say? I'm just paraphrasing. He says something along the line, along the lines of, um, "Oh well, fans need to um uh, be careful what they wish for in terms of wanting ownership to sell because if ownership sells, then we then we might as well just like re, uh, uh um re uh, uh relocate the, the um whole team from from Cincinnati, like really." Really, that's what that's what that's what you tell your fans. I'd
1: boycott. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like,
0: like imagine if like imagine if you were a Red's fan, how would you be feeling right now? I'd be
1: pissed off because the owner really isn't showing any loyalty to the fan base. I'd be boycotting probably.
0: <laughs> you wouldn't be wearing any red stuff anymore.
1: No. <laughs>
0: oh my goodness.
1: Probably have to freaking pull like a. Once the Baltimore Colts left, it would go root for someone else.
0: Yeah, you ain't kidding. But let's um do a little Mets and Yankee talk here, and then um, uh, we'll be good to go. So the Mets, I mean, pulled a comeback win out of their asses.
1: Oh, man. Let me on, tell you, because on, on
0: Thursday,
1: the day before they got killed by the Braves, and it wasn't because of Tyler McGill. It was looking at that stupid Odovino. I don't want him on my team anymore. I think him and Trevor May should be gone. I think he's overrated. (laughs) They need freaking bullpen in the worst way. Should have kept Brad Hand. You keep Brad Hand, then you only need to replace one at the trade deadline. So Once the trade deadline approaches, May and freaking Odovino better be out of here. Quicker than Robbie Cano because the fan base freaking wanted to just freaking cut Robbie Cano's head off and put it on a freaking stick like the Walking yeah. Dead. <laughs> yeah. They hated him so much and get him out of here. They cut him. I want those bullpen guys out of here. I really want them out of here because they're blowing this team. I mean, look at the look at some of these games that they should have won. The Mets should have, shouldn't have lost all these games already. And how about the MLB suspending Buck Showalter in the first game in the Braves series? How about that? And like last minute,
0: they <laughs> suspended yeah. the Last minute, they said you're
1: suspended. You you, you had Yoan Lopez throw the pitch, at Arenado there.
0: <laughs> uh, like, and I'll tell you, it really it really affected the team because they lost that game. That Buck was suspended.
1: They did. Buck-a-boo. That screwed us. Buck-a-boo. And I, I think the league is conspiring against us. And we know we we've had our conversations because you think the league shouldn't have let Steve Cohen in here. I think the MLB is under secret siege here and planning to freaking just in some <laughs> way go against the Mets because we do have Cohen as our owner.
0: I will say though, MLB set this, these owners set themselves up big time with freaking Steve Cohen here because his team is 19 and nine first place in the NL East. And they're like a buzzsaw right now <laughs> really like they're a buzzsaw
1: you you think he'll you you actually think you you think he'll get Soto and then you're like oh who's to say he won't get Trout too you you really think he's going to get these big players
0: oh i I am not saying he will I'm saying that he's capable of like I I, I wish these owners really like really thought before before they acted
1: oh so you wanted us to keep wilpon just let the Mets suffer for years no i'm saying look
0: at it in terms of listen like this guy has the capability of taking all your players he just does He, he, he really like he does like you see all these young prospects coming up like you better freaking sign you better sign them to contracts because because the moment that they become free agents they're they're, they're this guy won't stop <laughs> like it's crazy it's crazy <laughs> and, 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 and Juan Soto was just is just the start
1: I think he's going to be traded to the Mets. I really do.
0: Probably won't be traded, man. Just wait for him to be a free agent.
1: And then the Mets will buy him with a contract.
0: <laughs> yeah, give him a con, give him a nice 13-year, $500 million contract, and he <laughs> won't care.
1: Uh, no, but hey, they're, they're winning important games here. I hate the Phillies. And they came back in that game, which was 7-2 and top of the 4th. They, they they went and scored all those runs. What was it? Seven runs? Eight runs? I, I think it was like seven s- runs in the yeah. ninth. Yeah, seven runs in the ninth. Yeah, so it was like seven one. It was like seven one top of the fourth. They scored seven runs in the ninth. Uh, Starling Marte, Brandon Nimmo, Lindor had his home run to get him out of his slump. Alonzo hit a double. McNeil.
0: I think that I think that Joe Girardi is legitimately on the um, on the um, hot seat here.
1: Oh, he is just based off of that game. Fans are calling for his head in Philly.
0: Yeah, Philly is not, has not figured it out at all. No. And they, they've got all these guys that they brought in. They freaking signed Harper to, to that mega deal. They brought in Gene Segura, and JT Realmuto, Nick Castellanos, and Kyle Schwarber. Oh, he's a and Mets they, killer. Don't
1: even get me started about
0: him. And they brought in freaking, um, what's his name? Uh uh Zach Wheeler, they have a ton of talent, but I don't get this. How do you know that your that, that that your bullpen sucks and you and you do nothing? I mean you bring in, I mean you sign a, a you sign Brad Hand. Okay. Like you need other relievers. Like where are they?
1: Just like the Mets, the bullpen—that's that's the Mets' weakest link—is the bullpen.
0: And here's my thing about Joe Girardi: like Joe Girardi, he brought in this guy, uh, Scott 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 Norwood, to to start that ninth inning. Didn't you think when he gave up three runs, you should maybe get somebody else up? He brought in Corey Cable without any, without him really warming up. And, and, and guess what? Corey Kniebel didn't, didn't have anything. No. You can never manage a bullpen worse than what Joe Girardi did that night. And he said that that was the worst game he's ever managed in, in, in his life. Like, get your bullpen in order. When you're, when you're giving up runs left and right like that, you you, you got to have contingency plans. I agree. But the Mets continue on. They had they rained out. Yes, everybody was rained out yesterday. The stupid-ass rain. <laughs> hate it.
1: I hate the rain.
0: And the Yankees, too, it affects because they were rained out, too, and they're rained out today. They have a doubleheader tomorrow and a game on Monday. So, so annoying, man. But
1: I wonder if the Mets game's rained out. It's in Philly. It's
0: in Philly? Yeah. It could be, but Yankees, too, 18-7, first place. Keep it rolling here. You just that's why I, I want to get back yeah, to playing Apparently, baseball
1: is where it's at in New York. We complain about not having any winning teams. The Yankees are doing great in the AL. The Mets are doing great in the NL. So, apparently, baseball is where it's at, and hockey, you know, because I didn't even mention before – I didn't watch the Mets come back because I saw the score seven one top of the fourth. I said this game's over because they lost to the Braves nine to two the day before. Thank you, Adam Odivino, You're trash. Get out. So I put on the Ranger <laughs> <Yeah>. game. <laughs> so and then, I put and then, it on r- the r- Rangers won. In the Rangers won. I watched I watched the Rangers win. It was great seeing them win their first playoffs game since twenty seventeen, back when I was in freaking high school. I mean it was great Now, to are see you a Ranger them. fan? Me yeah, I, I would say I'm a Ranger fan, even though I it's blasphemous. I have gone for the Islanders in the past once they made it deep, because the, the rivalry isn't there anymore between the Rangers and Islanders like it used to be, like back in the day. So I, I'm someone that doesn't like the Tampa Bay Lightning because we traded the Rangers traded all their players to Tampa Bay, and they won two cups with the majority of our but Rangers. Now, players. are you
0: knowledgeable of of hockey? Like, like do you understand hockey?
1: Here and there like here and there i'm still learning but hey but i'm into it like deep in the playoffs i'm into it like right now like Like, so you know
0: like hockey like you know hockey positions not really not really (laughs) (laughs) like i know
1: goalie defenseman, and that's about it
0: Mm -hmm. i feel that but so that's pretty much where we are right now and how things are rolling here um but uh, yeah, I think we should wrap this up here. Um, so let's give our socials. So my uh-huh. Instagram, my Instagram is at tanooch96. Once again, at tanooch96.
1: On Instagram and Twitter, you can follow me at The Real Max, T H E R E E L M A X. Again, T H E R E E L M A X. You can check out all of our previous episodes on this YouTube channel right here Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. Please subscribe. We're available on all podcasting platforms Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, any podcasting platforms that you follow. We are on it. Just search up Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max and Tony and Mad Max. Check that out. Check me out on the website as well for maxcoghlan.com, M-A-X-C-O-U-G-H-L-A-N.com. The episodes are there as well. And, yeah, man, we'll be back next week. Hopefully the Mets would have gone on to beat the Phillies and, and really round out against the Nationals here, keep beating those division divisional teams. Hopefully the Rangers get the win in Game 3 here tonight against the Penguins in Pittsburgh, and we're just moving along here.
0: Mm-hmm. Perfect. So thank you guys for tuning in. Stay safe, get vaccinated, wear a mask, um, wash your hands, (laughs) and just, again, be safe. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. So long.
1: So long.